Hello, I'm Krista, and welcome to this inspired journey. This episode is fueled by frozen boogers. So today is our seventh episode, and why are we fueled by frozen boogers? I love Calvin and Hobbes. They were a comic strip when I was growing up. I have um, one or two, I think I have two of their coffee table books. I know, what's a coffee table? But yeah. I have two of their coffee table books and I've always used them, used them with like kids to break the, um, break down a barrier maybe and get them to laugh, uh, at themselves rather than be upset when people are laughing and they're not really laughing at them. They're laughing with them and getting them to realize that what they did was pretty funny at the time. But there's one particular one that, um, and I'll post it on my social media where, Calvin walks out, he's this little boy, walks out into his snow-covered yard, and he'll take one nostril and kind of sniff in, and then he'll do the other, and he just looks straight out at you as you're reading his cartoon and says, don't you hate it when your boogers freeze? That was happening to me walking through the Lowe's parking lot with my husband this, this afternoon, and I even said, don't you hate it when your boogers freeze? And he just looked at me like I grew a unicorn head, which he does that quite often anyway, so probably didn't matter. But right now, that is where we are here in the Midwest. It's actually zero degrees as I'm recording this. Um, and unless you're Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, then you're probably saying, don't you hate it when your mustache freezes? Because I was watching the Dolphins versus the Chiefs last night, and... That man had frozen ice balls on his mustache. I'm like, wow. And, and and all these guys and all these people, they were purple. Their color was purple because it was just so cold. Um, but uh, Chiefs came out on top. I did get to see a former student play, though. Um, he was on special teams, number 50 for the Dolphins, Cal Munson. Um that kid's very inspiring to me because he has done so much. I mean, he made the decision to choose football over baseball and he played both in college. And then he, uh, he went to the Patriots or no, he got drafted by the giants, I believe. And then he, um, he went to the Patriots. He's been on and off their practice squad and he's been bouncing around the past couple of years between them and the dolphins. And, um, either playing on a main line or special teams with the Dolphins and sometimes um, practice squad. But yeah, so I'm very inspired by him. He does a lot in his communities that he lives in and is very active with, you know, finding things for people. So um, next up, we're going to have an episode or a segment of J-Man and kind of J-Man's world or as he would like to say, that boy ain't right. Okay, it's our J-Man segment. And so I'm going to need some suggestions for a regular segment name with J-Man. He'd like to have it titled, That Boy Ain't Right. Actually, I think it comes better, sounds better coming from you. What do you think? That boy ain't right. Oh, I do like that. You got that Southern accent going. Why don't we do the whole segment in a Southern accent today? No. Why not? I can only keep up the Hank Hill voice for so long. You're not fun. 
Well, I don't need the voice of Hank Hill. I just want the southern accent, that drawl. Oh. We mean no. No. <laughs> All right. Can I do it then? You can if you want. Okay. I like my southern accent. Maybe we'll try a British one one day too. Because you do some great impersonations. We'll have you do that one time. How's that? That'd be one of our segments with you. J-Man needs to be a voiceover actor. That's what we'll do. Okay, so judging that before we recorded this segment, I had to have Jadman go back and give me some random facts that were clean, in quotes, clean. I told him that I'm trying to build an audience here, and we have to establish that first before he goes rogue on me. He's just kind of staring at me. We're kind of crowded into my office here, you know, being recording again with little microphones and just kind of playing with stuff live, unfiltered, unedited. So the first thing he gave me, um, considering in today's world, I guess they don't have like vending machines of Narcan for dolphins, right? No, no, no they don't. No, haven't figured that one out yet, huh? So his thing is dolphins use pufferfish toxin as a drug. So, I'm going to Mexico next month. And one of the things I want to do is swim with sea turtles and dolphins. I might even get a dolphin to kiss me if I pay extra money. I'll pay for a dolphin to kiss me. So, my question is, first of all, why? How did they get the puffer fish and toxin, toxin inside them? Okay, so, those puffer fish spines all are coated in the toxin. So literally, the the dolphins will just swim up, start poking it like it's a beach ball, bouncing around between them. And when it puffs up, they just start bashing their noses into it to get pricked as many times as possible. Oh, so they have to anger the puffer fish. Yep. They, just like that one we saw in Nemo where he's like swimming along and all of a sudden he goes. Yeah, it wouldn't be anger. It's more like threaten it. Because <laughs> that's a self-defense response for them. Oh, self-defense. That's a good thing. Humans don't puff up like puffer, puffer fish when they're angry. Although I do know some that get puffered chest. Sometimes I'm one of those. But you can be too. I think we all can. It's kind of a human trait. Okay, so the dolphin, dolphins, do they have teeth? Mm -hmm. They, they have, have little, teeth. little bitty teeth though, don't they? They're not like, they don't smile and got canines and them big teeth no. like that. Uh the dolphins have the typical pescatarian or fish eating teeth where they're very small but durable. So you can get a lot of these tiny teeth locked in there and the fish just can't escape. Ah, so what do they eat normally? Fish. Okay. So when they choose to use the puffer fish toxin as a drug, what kind of a drug is it for them? Is it like a hallucinogen? Is it like a pain medication? If Do I we remember know? Remember right? It's supposed to be like hallucinogen for them. So I could be swimming with a dolphin that pissed off a puffer fish on purpose. On purpose, so it could get high. Yeah, that's kind of interesting if you think about it. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I have to ask that question before I dive on in. Did this dolphin get high today by pissing off a puffer fish? 
say that 25 times. Oh, we've been joined by Apollo. Hey, little buddy. See what he does. He's a, one of our little gray and white kitties. He's about, oh, mm, eight months now. Eight or nine months. He'll be 12 in May, right? April? Uh, tail end of April, early May. Yeah. He's the one that's closest to me being able to get him to do the Benjamin Button impersonation of the cover of Time Magazine with Taylor Swift. Have you seen that? No. You haven't? Oh, my God. You got to see this. This is like the best. Where did I put it? Well, I don't. I can't find sh sh Nike's in here. Um, but, oh, oh, I'll pull it up on the Internet. So, pup, dolphins get stung by poking puffer fish. Yeah. That's interesting. So, the next one he's going to tell us about is the fact that wombats, remind us what a wombat is. A wombat is a ground-dwelling, burrowing marsupial from Australia. Okay. And what's it kind of look like? Does it kind of look like a dog? Does it kind of look like a... Get, maybe like a cross between a mole and a koala. A mole and a koala? Yeah. Do moles... Do moles have fur? Yes. Okay. Because the only ones I've seen are little baby ones, and they're like little rubberized things, and they're really slipper little suckers. It might be more so. apt to say a groundhog and a koala. Okay, that might be better. So, Taylor Swift. I'm looking up Taylor Swift. Time magazine. There we go. Time cover. There we go. Okay. So, they poop in cubes. How? Oh, my God. If you want to... Really? We'll talk about the price of that later. See, look, that's Taylor with Benjamin Button. I used to be able to do that with Destiny. I know, but look at the eyes. He's got blue eyes. Look at them eyes. Yeah. I was on a hunt for that Time Magazine cover. You know that? Mm. So, I hadn't found the Time Magazine cover. Got a reveal here for someone that I... I did a Christavention with, which is kind of like a Bahamavention. It's something really cool, but it's not as warm, especially here, and it's not as expensive. But I did do a that with it. I'll talk about that later. But um, so wombats poop in cubes, kind of like an ice cube shape, a perfectly formed square shape. It's a bit rounded on the edges, but it's basically, just imagine a rabbit pile, but cubes instead of balls. Why would they do that? Okay, so... Is it the type of food they eat? No. It is purely the result of their environment. So, all marsupials have a pouch mm -hmm. that their babies go in. Yep. Well, if you're a burrowing marsupial, you're going to be sending a lot of dirt underneath you. To dig your tunnels. If your pouch is facing forward, the dirt's gonna get in there and smother your baby. So they evolved a backwards facing pouch. Now the issue becomes if they poop, it's gonna roll into the pouch or roll deeper into the tunnel. So they've evolved to poop cubes to prevent the poop from rolling deeper into the tunnel or rolling into the pouch. Hmm. That's interesting. Painful? Because they are cubes. No. 
like mm. I said, not sharp edge, like smoothed edges. Kind of like them things that are, they're called, it's by a company called Kagan. And Kagan does all these little like games with education. And you can get the, like the dice. They're about the same size as the fuzzy dice you hang in a car. And you got the dice and they're kind of foamish or whatever, but they kind of are indented on the edges so they're that like, they don't hurt nobody. Yeah, they're, they're curved on the edges. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we've found out that dolphins get high because of puffer fish after they basically force them to go puff up. And then we found out that wombats who live in Australia or your local zoo pooping cubes hmm interesting so do you have anything else to say j-man don't ever stick your hand into a wombat tunnel okay well remember that as pieces of advice from j-man thanks j-man give me a high five good job bud Okay, so when I was with J-Man, um, Wombat's poop cubes. Good Lord, the things he comes up with. Um, but I will tell you that, like, he gets pretty excited about that stuff. Not necessarily poop and Wombat's, but random factoids. So um, we started to talk about my hunt for the time person of the year cover that is taylor swift with her cat benjamin button one i love that cover just simply because of the cat i mean his facial expression and everything and j-man referenced he used to be able to do that with his uh his cat that we had destiny she was a long-haired cat just like benjamin button and beautiful and just amazing personality we do have another one of them apollo he's He's out of all of them, probably the one with the most potential to be able to reenact that. Um, we've tried it a couple times. We're going to wait and see, kind of work him into it and maybe get it out there on TikTok or something. So, but uh, I was on the hunt for that one, just like I was on the hunt for that People magazine, uh, Sexiest Man Alive with Patrick Dempsey. And I found the one with the Benjamin Button at the same Walgreens that I found the People magazine. It was a joyous moment. So I just might be coming a minor Swifty. Um, I do like her. I like her music. I like the things she stands for. I like the fact that she empowers young women, middle-aged women, those of us that are older. Um, she's fairly timeless, I think. Um, she's, she's got a lot of great stuff out there. And, and I think also I really, really, no, I don't think, I know. I know the one thing I really respect her for is her ability to give and to give selflessly and to show up when you're needed. Um, so that's huge. Um, but there is this amazing young teacher, she's a second year teacher that I absolutely love in the building that I retired out of and sub in. Um, she's been having a rough couple of months and I thought, I just drop her the other cover copy with Taylor in her mailbox. I did. I just put a little note on it and I didn't sign it or anything. And I think I wrote to my favorite Swifty. 
Um, I call these Christaventions. Um, and as I said, they're a lot like Bahamaventions, but they're not as exotic or expensive. Sometimes they can get expensive, but they're not exotic in any way. So now if she listens to this episode, she will know that it was me. But as of her Facebook post a couple days ago, she had no clue. I love giving, and especially when the individual doesn't realize that it's me. Um, I had to explain to Jeremy at Christmas he had bought a replica of a sword from some video game. There was a guy that comes in his the gas station he works at full-time during the days, and he was talking about his favorite sword in this game. And Jeremy just happened to be in the local Johnny Brock's and uh, he saw it and it was like on sale for like nothing. So he bought it for the guy. He opened up the box and to make sure it was okay and everything and had chatted back and forth with him on his phone and the guy was supposed to stop by. So mind you, Jeremy's 24 and he's got some autism characteristics, Asperger characteristics. Um, and he's like looking out the window, waiting for the guy to show up. But I'm like, Jay, man, what you doing? And so he explained that all to me. And I said, well, dude, first of all, give me the box. If it's a present, we wrap it. I said, and second, I said, here's the deal. It's not, or it does, it's not normal. It doesn't happen every day that this guy you become friends with through casual conversation at your job, and he's coming in as a customer, that you're going to buy him a gift. Or it's just kind of, people just don't get that. So I explained to him that what he has to do is I wrapped it, and I put a note on it, and I just put, pay it forward, Jeremy or Jeremiah. And uh, I explained that to him. I said, now, I said, so just take it to work with you. And the next time you see him, just go ahead and like say, hey. He goes, ah, that makes sense. So you just keep teaching as they get older, I guess. But uh, sometimes it can be just a little note. Um, Another one of a young lady I teach with that absolutely She's one of those young mothers. There's this whole group of young mothers there that uh, they have kids that are like young. I mean, like under 10 or 11 or 12. And they are just, the fact that they can teach full time, manage their homes, go to all these sporting events and do different things like that. They just amaze me. And uh, she's one of them. She has two little gals. And I think one just started preschool. Um, but, uh, I remember when I worked with her about 10 years ago, um, well, it was about 11 years ago and I was her co-teacher and I remember that they found a dog and they ended up naming him Banjo. Well, come to find out this past fall, Banjo had developed cancer and it was, you know, very progressed and progressing quickly. So I got called. She asked me to sub for her because she wanted to spend the day with him before they put him down and stuff. And I said, well, absolutely. So I've kind of got in, gotten into as a stress reliever, making bracelets and things. Yeah, I know. Like the Taylor Swift, Swifty ones. Yeah, from the era tours. Yeah. But it's fun. It's, it, it, I have to focus on it because my hands and my dexterity as I get older and the arthritis progresses. 
It's not exactly the easiest thing to do. But I made her a bracelet that said banjo and put little hearts on it. Um, and she was just so, just so, you know, sweet and just enamored by it. Um, I also, I had three ladies that, not this past fall, but the fall before I was doing a full-time teaching position, maternity leave. And I would not have made it through the semester without these three ladies. So the same one that I gave the banjo bracelet to, I was really struggling to figure out what to get do for her. And I'm one of those persons that likes to do gifts and that are unique and one of a kind and don't fall in the re-gifting box. And so I finally figured it out. I had gone on Facebook. I got a picture of her two cats sitting in the window and I made an SVG of it. And she's a Swifty too. So I put them on a shirt and I said, uh, karma is a cat. Um, it says karma is on the top, I think. And then down below the cats, it's like a cat or maybe two. Um, and she loves the shirt and she wore it the other day and I was like, cool shirt. And I'm like, it matches your sweater. And she goes, I know I love this. This is my favorite t-shirt now. But for me, what really got me was the smile on her face. And I could tell she, I mean, she had a rough sem like semester, rough month or two, just like the other young lady. So um, to Caitlin and to Allie, if you guys listen, um, you inspire me. And I love seeing your smiles. And I love having the opportunity to work alongside you, to work for you, and to be with you during my day. It, it's part of my inspired journey. Well, I'd like to say thank you for listening today. Um, I apologize if you hear the barking beagle in the background. Her name is Pepper. Um, yeah, so barking beagle. Um, you can listen to this inspired journey wherever you listen to your favorite music or podcast. If you aren't able to find it at that location, please drop me a message so I can figure that one out. You can follow this inspired journey on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm working on getting up and running on YouTube. You can also follow this inspired journey, the blog, on blogspot.com. So my hope is for that, this episode, that someone out there will smile, feel included, feel a spark that motivates positive change, that something being felt or experienced is validated, and that there is some insight to their personal journey. My next episode will drop on Sunday, January 28th. And until next time, what inspires you?